You're listening to the Legacy Investor Podcast, Podcast, where we focus on real estate, business, and mindset. Our guests will share their experiences, lessons learned, and actionable advice to help you get to the next level. Now for today's show. All right, folks, welcome to another episode of Legacy Investor Podcast. It is my pleasure to have my guy, Chris Parisi, on today from Trailblaze Marketing. A um, little bit of a left turn here from what we normally do, whether it's you know nuts and bolts, real estate development, uh, construction management, hard money, and kind of business financing. Um, really wanted to have Chris on to talk about marketing in general and how a professional marketing agency works with clients and small businesses throughout the state. And Trailblaze Marketing and Trailblaze PPD are absolutely doing that on a very high level. So really, number one, just to show you how, how great of a guy Chris is, but also um, the amazing business that you know he has built and, and go into kind of the nuts and bolts of, of what he does. So I'm not even going to begin to um, act like I speak your language uh, from a web development, whether it's SEO standpoint. Um, but I do just want to take it back and talk about uh, your history, kind of how you got here. If you woke up one day and just said, marketing's my thing, and I'm going to go and start a company. So with that said, I'm going to pass it over to you. Thank you, Nick. I'm really happy to be on the Legacy Investor Podcast. I'm Chris Parisi from Trailblaze Marketing, founder and president. And yeah, Nick and I go way back to the Lincoln Lion days uh, and uh, still have that strong passion for community and, and for our ocean state. So it's funny you say about the path towards marketing. I originally was on a path towards just purely accounting and entrepreneurship until I went to college at Bryant because I'm a true Rhode Islander. I stay within the state. <laughs> and um, and that's when I really fell my love for marketing and psychology behind it and how we can help grow other businesses. So I started off by in-house marketing. I was fortunate enough where my father had a had a small business where he had an accounting degree, not a marketing degree knew nothing about marketing. So I came in there to rebrand the company. Uh, they were called Advanced Business Machines at the time because A began in the uh, yellow pages and uh, rebranded it to Innovex. And that's really where my marketing career started, um, rebranding a 50-year-old technology company. And then from there, Nick, I, I really enjoyed marketing, but doing it for one business, the same thing, I wanted to do more, and that's when we started to uh, bring on some additional clients uh, in 2013, and really figure out how to how to make that work, how to how to help and provide those marketing services for other clients. And then over the course of five years, I pretty much figured out like what's the best business model. It's all about recurring revenue instead of one-time projects, and and then uh, a brand, right? So then I created the Trailblaze brand and what it meant to Trailblaze, which is essentially we're all about elevating. We want to elevate your brand. We want to elevate your bottom line. Uh, we want to elevate the community that we're working with and work with great folks like yourself, Nick, mm -hmm. and everything that you do and, and all the listeners that you have are just really passionate entrepreneurs that are making a difference in their communities. Love that. Back to Innovex. So at what point were you trying to 
steer this behemoth, did you say, you know what, I think I got something here um, to kind of leave that company and create my own spinoff? Was it hitting certain numbers? Was it just overall satisfaction? I mean, how, how did that go? Yeah, it was an interesting conversation. Obviously, my father built something that he wanted me to continue, but I'm all about passion. If you're not doing what you're passionate about, don't waste your time. And that applies to any industry, anything. Uh, you know, listener, if you're not doing what you're passionate about, do something else. Because when you're doing something that you're passionate about, that's what brings the best out of you. And you also enjoy doing it, right? So I wasn't passionate about copy machines and printers, no offense to all the copy machine <laughs> industry. Um, but I was passionate about marketing. And uh, another lesson that I learned was you can't be great when you're completely split up, right? If you're given 50% to one thing and 50% to another thing, well, you're 100% not giving your best. And that's when mm -hmm. I had to make, that's that decision point where I was like, listen, I need to go all in and I need to do what I'm passionate about. Um, and, and that's what I chose uh, at 2018. And then uh, went all in with Trailblaze, you know, put your own money into and I couldn't hide behind a bigger company where we were just a department. Now we're our own company that I was the founder and president for. And, you know, we made that leap into the uncomfortable and true growth comes when you leave your comfort zone, as as you know, Nick doing a million things and, and leaving your comfort zone. Yeah, you, you nailed it. And I think a lot of folks listening definitely were in that predicament, whether it was a very cushy W-2 stable job and just stuff they're not passionate about. And I love the the 50 and 50 and you cannot give in 100 to really anything. Um, but it's hard, right? It's like, and that's something that I think folks and even myself debated for a very long time is, you know, when is the right time? And the fact of the matter is there really isn't. Um, <laughs> exactly. So Trailblaze Marketing, Trailblaze PBD, is it the same company? Is it different? Yeah, it's a great question. It's the same company, same folks behind it, um, but two different brands. And the reason why is we've always been Trailblaze Marketing, and that's for mid-sized businesses. Essentially, they're large enough to afford us, but not so large where they have their own marketing staff and department, right? So we typically deal with those mid-sized businesses on a monthly uh, recurring revenue model that we call uh, growth retainers at, you know, three, four, five thousand a month where we provide uh, X amount of hours for X amount of dollars. And essentially we become an extension of their team, really partner on the strategic side of business and marketing and handle all of their marketing from A to Z. So we have in-house folks for creative, for web, for SEO, for copy, uh, video and photography. So we do it all. We become an extension of their team. And that's been our business model uh, from the very beginning, um, except until 2020. So in 2020, what happened was this thing called COVID, right? And um, our business was, we were fortunate enough to be okay. Our employees were okay. We went remote and we transitioned within 24 hours. So we were good, but small businesses were not. And that is a passion of mine. So that's when I uh, founded the Rhode Island Small Business Coalition. That's a nonprofit that advocates for small businesses here in Rhode Island. We did a lot of great work and still continue to this day 
um, doing what we can to support our small businesses. But to bring it back to Trailblaze, I realized I'm helping out all these small businesses. We're the ones behind a lot of the grants that were built for um, our small businesses through the, with the state. Uh, working with then Lieutenant Governor McKee, now Governor McKee, uh, who's been a big supporter of small businesses. But then I was like, crap, I can't actually provide marketing services because, you know, we're at that mid-level that small businesses just can't afford. The, the solo entrepreneurs cannot afford to go into a retainer level at three, four, five thousand. So uh, we launched Trailblaze PVD. You go to trailblazepvd.com to learn more. And that's where we're providing affordable packages through our Wix partnership. So we're a Wix partner. And that way we can build websites for $750 or $1,500 opposed to $15,000, right? Mm -hmm. and, and marketing packages that start maybe at $850 a month instead of $4,500 a month. Yeah. So we're able to launch that and provide marketing services at an affordable rate for small businesses and startups. That's incredible. I, I think a lot of folks that um, want to start a small business, one of the most daunting things, at least for me, uh, from a marketing standpoint, it's just I wasn't educated in it. In it, I don't know much about it. So, but I do know it costs a lot of money. So <laughs> to um, you know, when you start looking at you know other web places like Fiverr or whatever else, and try to make your own on Wix. I know Wix makes it pretty user friendly to try to do your own. Um, there's so much value I think in going to a larger agency to have them do that for you. So, <clears throat> I love the PBD mission. When somebody approaches you and says, hey, Chris, I, I got this, um, let's use handyman business, mm -hmm. and I want to create a web presence. I mean, what do they really need to bring to the table to start working with Trailblaze PBD? And what is that, those first early conversations, what do they look like? Yeah, it's a good question. So typically for that example, let's say the handyman example, they they know what they know how to fix things, right? They know their own business, but they don't necessarily aren't experts in marketing. So we'll have that discovery call, as we, as we call it. And in that discovery call, we're learning a little bit more about them and their business and what makes them different and what are their core services and value propositions. And what we say to them is, well, first, your website is your hub for everything. We need to build you a website. They typically don't have a website. We just talk to a, a landscape uh, company. And by company, it's this one person running a landscape company. Yeah. And he's like, well, I have a Facebook page. Well, well no, we, we really need to build a professional online presence. And it starts with the website. And like you mentioned, we use Wix. Because what's great about Wix is not only are we able to do it in a tenth of the time it would take for a custom website, Wix also provides all the other marketing components within the same platform. So for instance, once we build you the website, we then want to make sure that you're properly connected on Google so that you have a Google business profile, that the search engines indexed your website. So if they're searching for something related to your keywords, that maybe you'll actually pop up. And within Wix, you can also manage your social media, you could do Facebook ads. Um, you can also do email marketing. So you don't need to buy something separate like a constant contact or MailChimp. 
You could make videos within it. It's all one platform that you can even manage your customers. You can do invoicing. Uh, there's like a CRM built within it as well. And it's all affordable, which is why we went with this, because now we're able to provide our high-level marketing, but at an affordable rate through something like Wix. For the mid-level folks, mm -hmm. there's definitely a few of those in the network that you know maybe could put you on retainer and talk about you know other services that you have. I know firsthand is actually funny. Um, one of the ways I saw your work is I was looking at a, an overhead door company here in Rhode Island, mm -hmm. and I didn't know you managed their website or built their website, but I was scrolling. I'm like, this is the most easy, interactive, beautiful website I've ever seen. And, and it's just so easy to schedule a tech to come out and look at an overhead door, scroll to the bottom, trailblazes on it. And then I think I reached <laughs> out to you almost immediately, like, you know, nice work. Uh, but I think it was a uh, Fagan door, you know, and I'll Correct. plug them. So um, excellent, excellent job. So is it a similar process for, say, that mid-level to larger company coming in? Uh, similar in a way where the small business, we're going to have one discovery call. We're going to build your website within 30 to 45 days and we'll help you with some of the marketing um, to just have an online presence, right? You're not necessarily paying a bunch of money to generate business, generate leads. Typically, small businesses will give them the tools and we could do some certain things that they can't do, but then they're going to have to do a lot of the legwork as well or hire us. But now we're getting to be a little bit more on the more expensive side. With Trailblaze Marketing, we're, it's a higher level marketing. We're talking about 90-day strategic plans before we even start the creative, which then we'll have to build before we even launch the ad campaigns, right? So it's a, a more methodical, longer process. We're building out marketing plans that we deliver for our clients. And we're really taking the time to spend on, on ad creative because uh, anyone could buy media these days, but it's about making the ad creative, ensure that you're talking about to the right audience, the right value proposition points that will get their attention and, and hook them. So for instance, the example that you gave out, that Fagendor website is a custom website opposed to a Wix website That's a that you just build off a template, right? We start from scratch so that you can create anything that you can imagine. We can build it for you. We're actually building another application that's like a new Facebook, right? Um, they're called UB. It's for UB.com. That's for those that are very environmental and social responsibility conscious. So we can do those high-end custom websites um, and we can have that high-level marketing. And with that, the sky's the limit. You Anything that you can imagine, we can handle and you're going to get that higher level marketing. For instance, we worked with a few real estate firms and it wasn't Wix because they want their uh, MLS to be showed up. They want to integrate the IDX feed. So we're working with certain plugins. We're integrating them. We're customizing them so it looks different. They wanted their properties to show up on the feeds above the everyone else. So we had to integrate a way to do a featured property list. So theirs comes up first as they're searching the feed. Um, that takes a lot of programming and, and thought process behind it. And that's a type of higher level marketing that 
work that we can do through trailblaze marketing um, for any industry, but to give specific to, let's say, the real estate industry. Are all your folks 100% in-house? Yeah, so all of our folks are in-house. Um, we do partner with certain folks, let's say for video, let's say we want to do a TV ad. Well, we don't have three cameramen and three, you know, we have one, right? So it depends on what level that you need. But yeah, everyone's in-house here in Providence, um, right in downtown Providence on Westminster Street. It's a beautiful spot. <laughs> and So Thank even you. from like logo creation to creating the website, all those folks are on staff. Like you're not outsourcing a portion of this process to the Philippines or some other um, area. Exactly. Right. We're, we're working with Rhode Islanders on Rhode Island businesses. And and it's and it, you bring a good point, because even like you mentioned, the fivers, right, you're not necessarily working with someone local that understands your business. And that's like our competition now is that they don't want to spend the a little bit of extra money to work with a local agency. They want to just get something quick from overseas that costs, you know, uh, much less, for instance. But we're staying true to who we are, which is we're going to work with real folks that and I don't mean real, I mean, local folks that really understand your business, your industry, right? So if, if you're saying, hey, I want to go after, you know, more businesses that are in the, uh, you know, the Pawtucket and, and, you know, area in East Province. Okay, well, we know what that means. And we know what type of audience that is. And we can develop marketing plans uh, that are local. And, and our clients are outside of Rhode Island, too. We have some in Colorado, we have one in LA. So we can handle all national projects. Um, but, you know, we are, you know, local based so that we can also have that collaborative, right? Whenever I talk to a client, I have a strategy. I can just walk right outside my office, talk to our team of experts and quickly come up with a strategy that will help them generate more leads, build their brand or maybe sell something more online. Yeah. I'm glad you brought up the kind of national reach because I was curious if you know you were isolated to just New England or if you're reaching out to like you say Colorado or other states as well um yeah that's cool yeah and even there's some Rhode Island businesses that we recently signed on that have a national and international presence uh one of these companies I had no idea they were actually located in Rhode Island. You never know. And they're a massive uh, company in the in the music space. Yeah. Um, so we're just they're just launching a new product next week. And we just did a 50K media ad buy with the whole you know plan to get them. Uh, up and going they they do collabs with dj jazzy jeff timbaland i'm like what? <laughs> let's go uh so it's, it's really cool stuff you know in, uh, in our wonderful ocean state congrats man it's good yeah, stuff. yeah thank you one of the things i admire chris about you you know leadership and the will to build just great teams so when you went out in your, on your own to start this business and you had to hire your first employee and build a successful team you know, there may be folks listening that are at that point or are thinking about their first employee or the first department to help offload some of the work that they're doing. Can you talk a little bit about that process and kind of how you grew this thing in a thoughtful way? Because you have a sizable staff, right? And and you have a bunch of folks working full time for you. So love to hear how you approach that and how somebody else could take some uh, nuggets from that. Yeah, that's a great question because it is pretty scary once you start building a payroll, <laughs> right? 
Um, Most expensive part. You have payroll, then there's payroll taxes, then there's health insurance, right? But before we even got there, when we were just a few folks, uh, you what you do is you kind of look within yourself and you say, hey, what am I great at? And what am I not great at? For me, I have an eye for creative but I am not a creator. You don't want me to be on, you know, Photoshop or Illustrator or creating a video for you. So one of the first partners I had is someone that's still with us to this day. His name is Danny Alexander. He's our creative director. Um, he's been with us for 10 years, right? So I knew that I can handle everything from strategy and I'm more analytical too. So I could do the Google ads, I could do the Google analytics, but I can't create a beautiful website. I can't create a video. I cannot design an ad set. So look within yourself to see what's your strengths and weaknesses and think about your business. What's going to have the most impact and value? And that's what I did to, to start. Um, and then the biggest thing is ensuring that your roles are defined, right? So that mm. way you look at your operations, you identify it lists out all the responsibilities that it comes within those processes and then figure out if there's common roles within those responsibilities. And now you start building a team of two or three, and maybe you have to go part-time before you can go full-time. Um, and then once you're at that point, uh, you get to that next level where you have more than five employees and, and now you got a real team. And now you got to think about maybe being having a manager because you can't be the manager for everybody and do a bunch of things because as business owners, we wear many, many, many hats. Um, so it's ensuring that you get the right uh, people on the right seat of the bus, so to speak. Mm. So that's the biggest thing is if you define the roles properly and then you figure out which type of individual will fit that role perfectly. And you may want to hire someone that is an amazing person, but if they're not going to fit that role, then it's just not, you're not setting them up for success. Um, and then once you build that, that team and you're getting to that larger five, six, 10 folks, um, now it's all about culture. So culture is incredibly important to me mm. and at Trailblaze. We have a great culture because in my head, the most important part of any organization is the people that make it up. So I do all I can to ensure that the folks here at Trailblaze, number one, enjoy what they're doing. They're respected. We follow all of our passions. We ensure that they have fun without, you know, the expense of client success. Uh, we have a lot of important work to do. And it's ensuring that when you're hiring, you don't just hire for hard skills and soft skills. You also hire to ensure that they're going to fit within the culture. So those that's one of the key things we're looking for when we're hiring. Are you going to be a fit within our culture? And if you're not, even if you're the best Google Ads expert in the world, then we're not going to hire you because our culture is incredibly important to our growth. Wow. What an answer. Nailed it. <laughs> and you're right. Uh, it's, it's stuff I've been thinking about for a while, right? O over the over the past 10 years, essentially. Um, and and I, I cannot stress enough how important people are, especially in businesses like we have, right? right. So it's not uh, like no knock to a manufacturing, but it's a manufacturing plant. It's about the machines and the processes in the logistics, right? When it comes to a marketing, it's about the people that are coming up with these ideas and creating these 
ad sets and in, in videos or in your end, building those relationships and knowing how to, which tools to use and know how to, you know, correctly start a project and think about, you know, if I do this, how's that going to affect this other thing, part of the project. So hmm. uh, there's no doubt that people are the most important part of any organization. But you're hiring more or less for, for attitude, right? And, you know, the t- yes, you need to have some skill and background on what you're doing, especially in your business. You need to know how to build a website. But, like, to some extent, you can teach all those things, right? If you have folks on your team and you get large enough, we have these departments, bring somebody in for, I guess, their passion for the work. Mm. And then you can teach, you know, those technical things down the road. Like, for instance, you know, I joined a construction management company, um, in 2012, I had no construction management background. I was a little, I was familiar with building. I did some framing and roofing, but just being passionate about the work and, you know, you can learn those things kind of on the job, depending on what it is, of course. But that's a great point. Um, I always say to folks that are some of our hiring managers, listen, see if they, what they're passionate about, see what their soft skills are. Um, and then their hard skills, hopefully they have some type of base, but that can be taught, right? You can't teach someone how to be more self-motivated. You can't teach someone how to be passionate about marketing. Um, so hire on those things that you cannot teach. And then if they have those and they have the ability to learn and grow, um, then yeah, definitely that's something that will be as least important, so to speak. But yeah, they need to know how to program someone or develop or design a little bit or, or how to carry a hammer, right? Or, or something like that yeah. but before um, we could hire. But yeah, those soft skills are incredibly important. Speaking of some of the technical pieces, the one thing I do want to hit on and selfishly, like Google runs all, right? Especially for small business, say, um, in the trade field, if somebody needs a plumber, where are they going, right? They're going to Google to type in plumber near me, plumber, Warwick, Providence, whatever. Um, how important is it that somebody engages a professional agency? Um, and what are kind of the things that you do to help them rise to the top of Google? Might be, yeah, might be a big question, but I, uh, think it's valuable. It, it is, but it's an important question because, Folks will be like, well, I can just do it. And maybe they can, um, but they may not be aware of that Google just changed its algorithm of how they're, you know, ranking uh, certain, you know, websites and keywords. And, you know, our job is to stay up on all the trends so that we can ensure all of our clients are have that top class marketing. And the example that you gave plumbers, you know, a, a common thing that we joke around is, you know, let's say a plumber hires us and we build them a new website and they're like, okay, great. I want to be on top of the list day one for Plumbers Rhode Island. (laughs) It takes a lot, SEO takes a lot of time. Now, when we build websites, we'll make sure that we set it up properly so that the keywords are in the right places and it's indexed properly with Google and all search engines so that they can actually find you in your website. But you're competing with other plumbing websites that have been doing this for 20 years, 10 years, and overnight you're not going to rise up to the top. So what we typically tell our clients is number one, build your foundation. If you do anything else, it doesn't matter if you don't have a strong foundation. Very similar to the construction industry, right? 
So, you know, let's not worry about the windows and, and all of that stuff yet until we make sure we have the right architecture plan, the right, right foundation. And that's your website. And that's the SEO setup on the back end of the website. Then once we have the foundation set, we're not going to be able to compete, like I said, with those that have SEO juice for 20 years, but we compete compete in the ad space. So sometimes what we'll say is we'll do run search ad campaigns. So with search ad campaigns, it's just all about making sure your ads are relevant to what people are searching for. And the landing page is very strong because Google wants to drive traffic to the right pages for their users or else if they constantly click on Google links, go to a website, back out, back out, well then they're not happy with Google, right? So we'll make sure that the relevant keywords are going to a relevant landing pages that answers whatever query that they are searching for and then converts. So we'll start with a small ad budget. We'll try to be very specific. If they can't afford all of Rhode Island, I'll say, all right, let's let's name a couple of towns or zip codes that you're more comfortable with. Let's have a smaller budget, test it out, go through those towns and cities, and then scale up once we're able to, you know, maximize and optimize your your ad campaigns for instance and, mm. and over time seo will build up right you can do more blogs you can do some off-page um seo you can do some on-page seo optimizations and there's a lot of tips and tricks that will work over time but to get an immediate rise to the top of page one after launching a website isn't always realistic and video and social has such a big part on it too, right? Like number of videos yeah. that you're pumping out. Um, and is it just one one company has more content out there than another? Like, does that factor into it as well? Yeah, I would say content factors into it, right? So with SEO, you have your domain authority. So how valuable is your domain over time? How many other high domain authority websites are linking to your websites and what's the analytics look like in other words are people going to your website and leaving right away or are they going to multiple pages they're reading blogs so they're staying on your website longer and does google essentially say hey your website's good for users i'm going to keep driving more traffic to you because it seems like it's helpful with fresh content. I want to drive more traffic to your website. So there's a lot of factors that go into SEO and and people don't even realize you do that social media even has an impact on your SEO because all of those uh, content and pages that are linked all account for what search engines view in the online world, in the world wide web. It's awesome. I'm going to have to go back and listen to that. Um, no, th there's a lot to it. And that's why just another reason to, to reach out to you and in your company to help. If you're a small business and you need, you're not coming up on Google and you want to be, again, this is a strategic effort. You don't just pay some money for one ad and all, all of a sudden rise to the top. Like this is something that needs to be implemented with a plan over time. Exactly. You're not going to go into a new construction without an architecture plan, without a plan, right? Um, and, and what I tell a lot of prospective businesses is like, listen, I love this stuff. I love learning about other people and their businesses. They can always just reach out to me, schedule a discovery call, and see if it'd be a mutual fit. 
at the very worst, I'll probably give them some good ideas to, to run with. Um, or, you know, maybe there's something that we can help them with and they can also do themselves. So they're not having us do everything because what we always say is we could do as little or as much as you need um, to help grow your business. I want to round it out with um, the Small Business Coalition. What's that? Yeah. Um, not that, you know, I needed another thing on, <laughs> on my plate. I have a 11-month-year-old with my wonderful wife, Megan. Um, but I just said, hey, let's do something else and let's get into this political world, which I'm not, you know, a political person, right? But I'm a small business person. And when the pandemic hit, small businesses were hit hard and there really wasn't anything out there to help them in Rhode Island. So, again, Lieutenant Governor at the time, McKee, literally said, here's my cell phone number on like this conference call. Someone please call me to help out small businesses. <laughs> I literally picked up the phone and called up Dan. I was like, hey, Dan, this is Chris Parisi. This is what I do. I'm here to help. And there was this gift card program that they had that I turned digital so that because gift cards that are physical didn't help when everything shut down, right? So, you know, we started helping small businesses out through there. And then we ended up forming an organization and did a petition where we got thousands of signatures that we literally printed out and, and literally dropped off to Governor Raimondo's office at the time and said, here's all the small businesses that are demanding you release some of that federal money for wow. small businesses. And that's what came into the care. Uh, that's what came through the CARES Act. That's what came into that initial, I think, 50 million for small businesses in 2020. And then we started to build something where I'm like, all right, this is real and this is a lot and small businesses needed it because we would have town hall, virtual town hall calls every week where we have the lieutenant governor would run it, um, where we would have all folks being like, all right, here's what's new. Here's what's going on. All right, this law changed, this rule changed. And we would advocate behind the scenes when they were shutting things down. We needed to safely reopen. And that's what we were advocating for. And, and then, you know, in 2021, in 2022, there were still, you know, things that we had to fight for when the the came back and everything. The masks were back on. We were fighting for more and and funds needed. To, there was another round of federal funds. So we helped actually develop a whole grant program. And, and now we're looking to continue to help these small businesses, whether it's through grant programs that we have applied to. Um, but we're also just listening to small businesses, forming organizations, because we're the only organization that is for all small businesses of all sizes in all regions in Rhode Island, right? You have chambers of commerce that are great, but they're very regionalized. You have industry associations that are great, but they're industry specific. Well, what if we were one collective advocacy group and the power that we can have when we work together and be on the same page and, and fight for what we need to and to ensure our small businesses get the chance that they deserve? That's all we want, a fighting chance, because we're fighters, especially here in Rhode Island. Small businesses are the backbone of our economy, and we need organizations like the Rhode Island Small Business Coalition to give those small businesses a big voice. I am fired up. <laughs> where, where do I sign? 
Oh, you actually can go to risbc.org. So risbc.org. So for Rhode Island Small Business Coalition, uh, risbc.org. You can learn more about our uh, nonprofit and you can click the button to join the coalition and become a member. So when you're a member, it's like a, like a chamber of commerce, except you know, more affordable um, because we want to be able to have all small businesses be a part of this. And we just simply need funds in order to run our events, to uh, do all the lobbying because we're, you know, we are testifying um, with the General Assembly on behalf um, of our small businesses. And I've been doing this as a volunteer. So, you know, no pay, no, no nothing for the past, uh, three years now. Um, and I'm going to continue to do that until it's built up to a point where, um, you know, maybe the board can be paid, but this is a volunteer basis, um, to help our small businesses grow in Rhode Island. You're doing incredible work and, it's not easy and it's a lot of work. So props <laughs> to you, man. Um, everything you're doing with that and um, Millennial RI as well. Yeah. So Millennial RI is a nonprofit that I've actually been involved with and on the board for six, seven years. Um, uh, Jill is also yeah. on the board as well. Yeah. Um, and that's a generational network where we're, uh, you know, we want everyone to choose our eye. We have a great state. There's a lot to offer. When we first started this, when we were younger, it was all about reducing the brain drain. Rhode Island had the third highest rate of those that get educated in the state at a co college level that leave. There's so much to offer in Rhode Island. We want to make sure all those talented folks stay in Rhode Island and um, and thrive in Rhode Island. So uh, we have like four to five big events each year. We have one coming up on April 22nd called the Future of Finance. So uh, the best way to uh, follow along is on Instagram at MillennialRI. And that way you can uh, keep up to date with the events that are going on and attend our events. The Future of Finance one is a free event. Donations are accepted as we're a nonprofit. It. Um, and you can, you can learn a lot and meet new folks. And uh, it's a really great uh, meeting and uh, opportunity for like-minded folks that just enjoy the ocean state and want to provide that support to other millennials. And now that we're getting older, it's actually Gen Z is also part of our group where, you know, we're mentoring them and, and ensuring that they're set up for success as well. Well, Chris, you're the man. I will see you there. And okay, great. thank you for um, the knowledge you, you dropped here today. Uh, I definitely learned a few things and hopefully the folks listened to it as well. I know they, I know they did. Um, well, yeah. hats off to you, Nick. Yeah. I mean, if there's a man that's doing a million things, it's also you, mm -hmm. right? So, I mean, you're a great example of having that entrepreneurship spirit where you are someone that just never gives up, that's constantly working while also taking care of those around you, right? So I think you're a great example to, to our state as well. And now you have this podcast so that you can continue to be that voice for others and to connect others as well. So really hats off to you and everything you're doing with, with your business as well. Thank you, man. I appreciate that. I think it's all because of Jillian though. <laughs> she's, hey, the best. she's the best. You, you need a good, need a good partner. So thanks That's again. Um, how can folks find you? 
Yeah, so you can find us first by our websites, going to www.trailblaze.marketing, or if you're a small business, trailblazepvd.com. You can also hit me up on LinkedIn. That's where um, I'll be most active. You can just search my name, Chris Parisi, Paris with an I, and um, let's connect. Let's. I would love to learn more about you and your business and how we can help elevate your brand and bottom line. Nailed it. All right, Chris, thanks, man. We'll be talking to you soon. Thank you.